This week's episode is brought to you by my Redefine Your Time VIP session. Friends, this session is perfect for you. If you are ready to make big changes in how you manage your time and energy as we wrap up 2023 and kick off 2024. We start with a 90-minute session where we will deep dive into your productivity pitfalls so you can create a system that is personalized to you. Then you get a month's worth of Voxer coaching with me to keep me in your back pocket for those moments of lost motivation, scheduling, chaos, or any kind of prioritization challenges. The whole package wraps up with a 60-minute call to ensure that what we built will work for you long-term. The Redefine Your Time VIP session is ideal for entrepreneurs who are growing their business while working nine to five, solopreneurs who feel stagnant because they don't know what to work on next, or the productivity enthusiasts who are looking to level up their time management game. Learn more about this offer at chelseanewmeyer.com. Hi, I'm Chelsea Newmeyer, and I'm a time management and productivity coach. My goal is to help you go from overwhelmed to under control without a strict schedule or a bunch of productivity hacks. Each week, we'll talk about productivity mindset, actionable advice, my favorite resources, and you'll hear from guests just like you who are maximizing their limited resources. If you're anything like me, you're listening to this on the go. So check out the show notes and follow me on Instagram to learn more. Okay, let's start the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of From Overwhelmed to Under Control. Last week, I shared what inspired me to start my business and a little bit more about who I am as a time management productivity coach. Like I said, that episode was a bit Raw is very personal and a bit of a different structure than what I've done in the past. So if you haven't checked it out, I recommend jumping back to last week's episode so you get a little bit more of a sense of who I am and why I am so passionate about this work that I do and how I help my clients improve their lives. I wanted to spend this week talking about a new approach to goal setting I'm taking for quarter four of 2023 and looking into 2024. I thought this was a perfect time of year. We're just kicking off quarter four. And I know if you're anything like me, you are already thinking about next year. So holy smokes, this year went so fast, but that's that's a whole other episode. So I'll kick off by saying I love goal setting. Last year, I had this whole day retreat thing in my office with poster boards and post-it notes. And it was absolutely awesome and inspiring. And I think part of that is I am such a planner. I love to plan things. I love to map it all out and really take the time to think through the strategy and set big audacious goals for myself, right? That's that's what's fun. And it gets me really, really excited. But 2024 is going to look very different for me. And so I really wanted to make sure that I had a different approach for this year. I am going to have a baby at the end of December, our first baby. My husband and I will be moving. Of course, we're a military family. So at the time of this recording, I don't know when or where yet. But I know that we're going to be heading back to the States and it's going to include some time apart. So a lot of logistics for us to figure out with moving with a baby and a dog, running my business at the same time, continuing my consulting role and just all of the things. So needless to say, my goals this year were not a list of numbers I want to hit. And that's really different for me. This year, I approached goal setting by looking at my intentions. And I'm really excited to share this process I used in today's episode. But before we dive into the strategies and tactics, 
let's take a moment to breathe and to remind ourselves that it's okay to feel overwhelmed sometimes. Life can get hectic and running a business adds a whole new layer of complexity. So if you're feeling a bit frazzled right now, you're not alone. Remember that we are here to help you go from overwhelmed to under control. That is my mission and purpose in this podcast and in my business. So with that disclaimer, let's get into it. Talking about planning for the next season of your life and business. The goal of having goals, so to speak, is to give you direction and purpose. They help you prioritize your actions and make efficient use of your time and resources. Remember, my definition of productivity is working on the right thing at the right time to help you reach your goals. It's centered around knowing what you want the end result to be. Every time I've talked about prioritization, this is what we come back to. The decisions I want you to make as a business owner, as a busy mom, as a busy person in this world, is to recognize what you want your end result to be and to be looking at the tasks through that lens. Is this going to help me reach my goal? And I'm still here for that philosophy. I did have a few number goals associated with how much money I want to make and how much money my husband and I want to save and how many people I want to help in my coaching business this year. Right, So I didn't totally discount the importance of having number goals because ultimately they will help me make decisions throughout the year for my life and business. But I also really wanted to consider how I want my year to feel. How did I want my maternity leave to feel and to look like? How do I want my business to make me feel when we're in so much of a transition? Do I want it to be a burden? Do I want it to be inspiring? Do I want it to be a support for me, an outlet for myself? So in order to go through this, get to these answers for myself, I want to walk you through the process that I used. And the first thing I did was a bit of a reflection. And I always recommend starting with a reflection. Take time to review what worked for you and what did it in the past year. Celebrate your successes and learn from your challenges because this reflection is crucial for growth. It can be as simple as journaling about your experiences, or you can create a good old-fashioned SWOT analysis, which is looking at your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Really ask yourself questions like, what accomplishments am I proud of this year? What could I have done differently? This self-awareness will help you inform your goals for the upcoming year. We're actually going to dig much more into this reflection in next week's episode, so make sure you're subscribed to the show so you don't miss that episode. But again, I want to make sure that we always start with that classic question, that classic reflection, what worked well and what didn't. If you are not doing so already, I journal daily um, and I keep track of progress weekly. And I actually talk about that in a future episode as well. But even if you can't just go through your calendar, go through your books for how much money you've made throughout the year, go through some of your emails, what you've sent out, what you've received. This That's where you can start gathering this information for this reflection process. And what, what could have done differently? Again, we're not looking at this from a lens of judgment. We're looking at this as just the facts, right? So there's no judgment in any of this reflection, just the facts. And once you're done with this reflection, then we're going to go look at the goal parameters. 
You may have heard of SMART goals, SMART standing for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Relevant, and Time-Bound. Personally, I'm a little over this framework, but I do agree that goals should be time-bound. The reality is that we have little control over our outcomes. What I mean by that is making $100,000 is a very classic entrepreneur goal, I feel like. But frankly, making $90,000 is still a win, even if you didn't meet the goal. So I prefer to set performance and process goals. And this is something that we learned about when I was getting certified as a behavioral change coach. If your outcome goal is $100,000, then a performance goal would be to make more money this year than I did last year. A process goal would be to send five emails a week or sell every weekday in the DMs. Performance goals are the end product of a performance, usually in terms of a personal achievement. A process goal is the process you want to engage in to perform in a satisfactory manner. I cannot control if I'm going to make $100,000 this year, but I can send an email every weekday to my audience telling them about my offer. I can't control if I'm going to make $100,000 this year, but you bet your bottom dollar I'm going to celebrate if I make $90,000 or more than I ever have in the past. So again, we need to take out some of the pressure from the outcome and really look at the process and the performance of, of what we can control. So after you've decided on these one to three goals, and I say one to three because I used to be that person who was like, 24 goals for 2024, right? Don't do that. That's bananas. We're really trying to narrow this down to, you know, two to three big goals for the year, maybe five, right? But no more than that. And really making sure that they are clear, quantifiable, realistic, and aligned with your values and that they have a deadline. Again, we don't want this to make $100,000 over the course of your lifetime, right? This needs to have some kind of parameter around it. Because that's what we can use to create a strategic plan, which is the next step in the goal setting process. Creating a strategic plan involves breaking down your goals into really small, actionable steps. You guys know I love, love, love talking about this because this is also a critical way that we can overcome procrastination as we're reaching our goals, right? These steps need to be bite-sized, actionable, a clear step to take to move to the next level. With all of these steps, you can develop a roadmap for how you'll be able to achieve your goals and be prepared to adapt as needed. This is where the process goals will be critical. And you can be careful not to over plan. It's important to map out the important dates so that we can work backwards. But the more strict you are with planning, And the the more time you're going to waste rescheduling when life gets in the way, right? Let's not limit ourselves to what we can plan out. And what I mean by that is, let's say you want to launch a course this year. And so you're going to map out to plan and record one module a week for the next six weeks. And you are, you take hours to map that all out and schedule it all out and you're feeling really good about your plan. Well, then it's week two or three and you get sick and you can't record. Now what happens? Do you have to double up 
one week? Are you going to push everything back? Now you got to erase that beautiful plan and shift everything. The reality is that we know what steps need to be taken, and you can look a week at a time to decide how am I feeling this week? Again, if you're a woman with a cycle or a person with a cycle, those ovulation weeks are a fantastic time to record yourself. You're feeling sexy. You're looking sexy. You're feeling really talkative. It's a great time to record during your period. Not so much. So why plan it out so strictly, which doesn't account for life happening? So again, I like to do big brainstorms of writing down all of those tasks, but I plan out a week at a time because we don't know what's going to happen. And if I'm feeling really good, I'll get two things recorded to account for the fact that maybe next week I don't feel so good. Or maybe next week I'm really busy with a client request and things happen. And I find myself much more on schedule. I find myself planning and wasting time replanning a whole lot less. So that's just my disclaimer there. Either way, you should prepare your goals in a way that is intuitive for you. So that might be with pens and paper, a project management tool like Asana or Monday or ClickUp. You can brainstorm in a Google Doc or a bunch of post-it notes on a poster board. Do what feels right for you and then keep it somewhere handy. I personally get blind to things I see all the time. So yes, I made my goals the background on my desktop, but they're also written down for me to review every single day actively during the morning routine. Because if I just had them as my desktop background, I would stop seeing them eventually. So don't think that just putting them on a post-it note and putting them on your mirror every day is going to be enough. You need to actively engage with your goals on a regular basis. For this year, I did a big brainstorm on printer paper for my planning. And then I organized it into a template, which will live on my office whiteboard. And then I typed it up or parts of it up to share with my coach for that accountability piece. And for me, accountability is really, really important. And I know that for many of my clients, accountability is critical as well. Accountability partners or mentors can provide valuable guidance and support. And remembering that consistency is key. Small, consistent efforts can lead to a significant results. So again, building in that accountability, building in that consistency is where we're going to see the biggest impact towards our goals. So like I said, my goals for 2024 are still pretty loose because I need a lot more information, but I'm starting with the intention of having fun. How can I have fun in my business every single day? How can I make the experience of maternity leave and moving fun? How can I make them easy? What support and preparation am I going to need throughout this process? What can I give up? right now in order to make my life easier for the first half of 2024. I'll be sure to share my goals and updates on Instagram because we get closer to 2024. So be sure to follow me at Chelsea and Coaching. Again, I thought this episode was really timely and important because so many of us are thinking ahead to goal setting and we do it in such a strict, overly structured way. And then I don't know about you all, but I just feel really disappointed at the end of it because I didn't set those goals with with the right intention. And so this year, I'm approaching it from a place of intention. And I hope that you may find some great information to do the same this year. 
So as we wrap up a few key takeaways, reflect on your past year to learn from your experiences, set goals that are specific and measurable and achievable and relevant and time-bound. The SMART goals are a key standard in goal setting, but don't restrict yourself to that. Create a strategic plan to outline the steps needed to achieve your goals. Stay flexible and adaptable as you work towards your objectives. And remember, you don't have to go from feeling overwhelmed to under control all at once. Small, consistent steps can lead to significant progress. Thank you so much for joining me today on another episode of From Overwhelmed to Under Control. If you found today's discussion helpful, please share this podcast with your friends or colleagues or another business owner. And don't forget to subscribe to be sure you never miss an episode. Like I said, I have some fantastic episodes coming up about consistency and more information about goal setting. So we'll be back soon with tips and strategies to help you really feel in control and intentional with your time. Thank you so much. Thank you for enjoying another episode of From Overwhelmed to Under Control. I hope you're feeling one step closer to your goals. Don't forget to check out the show notes and follow along on Instagram at Chelsea and Coaching. I look forward to talking to you soon.